Chapter 9, Part 3 of More Love to Thee. The Life and Letters of Elizabeth Prentice. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. More Love to Thee. The Life and Letters of Elizabeth Prentice by George Prentice. Chapter 9, Part 3. The New Home in Dorset. What it became to her. Letters from there. A notable incident of the year was the entering upon housekeeping at Dorset under her own roof. As is usual in such cases, the process was somewhat wearisome and trying, but the result was most happy. All the bright anticipations with which the event had been so long looked forward to were more than realized. For the next ten summers, the Dorset home was to her a sweet haven of rest from the agitations cares and turmoil of new york life it seemed at the time a venturesome almost a rash thing to build it but when she left it for her home above the building of the house seemed to have been an inspiration of providence while contributing greatly to her happiness it probably added several years to her life the four months which she passed each season at dorset were spent largely in the open air and in such varied and pleasant exercise as exerted the most healthful soothing influence upon both body and soul it was just this fruit her husband hoped might by the blessing of heaven blossom out of the new home and in later years he used often to say to her that if the place should be of a sudden annihilated he should still feel that it had paid for itself many times over to mrs smith dorset july ninth eighteen sixty nine how many times during the last month I have been reminded of your saying you would live through the agony of getting your house ready to rent. I can sum up all I have been through by saying that almost everything has turned out the reverse of what I expected. In the first place, I broke down just as we were to start to come here, and had to be left behind to pick up life enough to undertake the journey. Then the car we chartered did not get here for a week and nobody but a had anything to wear and all my flowers died for want of water the car too was broken into and my idols of tin pans all taken with some other things and when it did arrive it was unpacked and our goods brought here in a regular deluge the like of which has never been seen since the days of noah for days everything was in dire confusion and for all that our own home was delightful and we had the most outrageous appetites you ever heard of george is in ecstasies with his house his land his pig and his horse i hope you are not sick and tired of all this rigmarole it isn't in human nature to move into a house of its own and talk of anything else i got a warm-hearted letter a few days ago from the city of milwaukee from an unknown western sister beginning whom not having seen i love and go on to say that Katie describes herself in her lot exactly, only she had no Martha on hand. I get so many testimonies. I'm going to spare your eyes and brains by winding up this epistle and going to bed. I do not think your husband ought to come home till he has recovered his power of sleeping. I know how to pity him, if anybody does, and I know how loss of sleep cripples. Good night, dear child. God bless me and my wife you and your wife, us four, and no more. To Mrs. Leonard, Dorset, August 3rd, 1869. 
your last letter endeared you to me more than ever and i have longed to answer it but we have been in such a state of confusion that writing has been a task the whole house has been painted inside and out since we entered it and i dare say you know what endless uproar the flitting from room to room to accommodate painters causes we have just been admitted to our parlor but it is in no order and the dining room is still piled with trunks but the house is lovely and we shall feel well repaid for the severe labor it has cost us when it is done and we can settle down in it i write to ask you to send me by express what numbers of stepping heavenward you have on hand i would not give you the trouble to do this if i could get them in any other way but i cannot as all back numbers are gone and the copy i have has been borrowed and worn so as to be illegible in many places randolph is to publish the work and says he wants it soon i am constantly receiving testimonies as to its usefulness and hope it will do good to many who have not seen it in the advance how i do long to see you i think of you many times every day and thank god that he enables you to glorify him in bearing your great sorrow sometimes i feel as if i must see mr l's kind face once more but i remind myself that by patiently waiting a little while i shall see it in the faces of all the sainted ones who have gone before next to faith in god comes patience i see that more and more and few possess enough of either to enable them to meet the day of bereavement without dismay we are constantly getting letters from afflicted souls that cannot see one ray of light and keep reiterating i am not reconciled how fearful it must be to kick thus against the pricks already sharp enough i believe fully with you that there is no happiness on earth as there is none in heaven to be compared with that of losing all things to possess christ i look back to two points in my life as standing out from all the rest of it as seasons of peculiar joy and they are the points which i was crushed under the weight of sorrow how wonderful this is how incomprehensible to those who have not learned christ do write me oftener you are very dear to me and your letters always welcome i love you for magnifying the lord in the midst of your distress you could not get so into my heart in any other way to mrs smith dorset august eighth eighteen sixty nine half of your chickens are safely here well and bright and settled i hope for the summer a and m who seems as joyous as a lark are like siamese twins with the advantage of untying at night and sleeping in different beds i have not been well and did not go to church to-day but professor robinson of rochester new york preached a very superior sermon george says they have gone to our woods together we took tea a few nights ago at the pratt's being invited to meet him and mrs r they asked many questions about you and your husband we find the pratt's charming neighbors in their way modest kind and good they take the advance red katie and like it august twenty first as we have only had sixteen in our family of late i have not had much to do yesterday we made up a party to the quarry and had just seated twenty-nine in all to eat a very nice dinner when it began to rain in floods each grabbed his plate if he could and rushed to a blacksmith's shop not far away twenty or thirty workmen rushed there too 
and there we were cooped up in the dirt to finish our meal as best we could it soon stopped pouring and we had a delightful drive home mr b f b with two of his boys was with us he is charmed with our house and its views katie has made her last appearance in the advance but i keep getting letters about her from all quarters and the editors say they have had hundreds h has caught up with hal and they are exactly of a height and i feel as if i had a dear little pair of twins last sunday evening the three boys laid their heads in my lap together all alike content End of chapter 9 part 3